As a thank you to tonight's guest, Speak LA will be making a donation to our guest's charity of choice, the Los Angeles LGBT Center. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kim. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to interview Dan. I know, Dan Shaner. I... He has done so much in this industry and knows so much. And I love him because he doesn't just have a wealth of information and has worked yeah. in all these different casting yeah. as an agent. He yeah. teaches, yeah. but he knows how to actually break it down. Impart yeah, information. impart wisdom. I know. I know. We have a phone. That's okay. Oh. We're live tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can hear our audience That's members. Um, so, so, yeah. Jen. Yeah. What, what have you been up to? Oh. You know I love to know. I know. Yes. Thanks for asking. Of course. Um, let's see. You want like an L.A. thing, I, I, I assume? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're in L.A. We are in L.A. So let's do L.A. Um, let's see. Well, I, I had such a crazy day today, uh -huh. so I don't have... I, I don't have like a true what I've been up to thing, but today I had to drive so many kids. I have two kids, as you know, Camille. I, I do. Um, I love that. I, thank you. So many kids to so many places because two of my kids' friends' nannies got auditions. Oh my which God. Which I was like, that's only in LA, right? That is, that is so <laughs> That the LA. nannies had auditions. I know. It wasn't the kids, the kids or the parents. The nannies. The nannies. Right. The nannies had to go to the audition. Could not so be more L.A. That's an L.A. thing for you. You were born in L.A., right? Yes. What part of L.A.? West Hollywood. Yeah. Did your parents work in the business? Yes. What'd they do? My father's a writer, producer, act, and was an actor. Uh -huh. And my mother was a writer and a film critic. Oh, uh, wow. No, sorry, theater critic. Theater critic. Cool. Mm -hmm. You must have seen a lot of theater growing up. Actually, we did. Yeah. yeah. At what age did you get your first job in the industry? I was 22, so right out of college, like wow. a month out of college. Fast. What was that job? I worked as a casting intern for a casting director who, uh, he had just booked a television series and he didn't have an assistant, so uh, I met through a family friend and he hired me and didn't pay me and <laughs> <laughs> I worked, I brought my little electric typewriter from home every day to work. Really? And, um, yeah, that was before electricity and like computers. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Um, if you had to sum LA up in one word, what would that word be? Crowded. Crowded. <laughs> it's so crowded. It's so crowded. And it's more and more crowded, isn't it? Yeah. More crowded than New York, you think? Well, I've lived here my whole life, yeah. so I can't really compare. Yeah. But it's New York is smaller, so yeah. LA is very much more spread out. Yeah. But it's still just getting anywhere you have to sort of pad it by Amen. half hour at least yeah. And yeah. it's just frustrating so. <laughs> crowded yeah. it is crowded, crowded. I, I don't know if that's like a nice thing to say but that's yeah. it's perfect <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys let's welcome Dan yeah. Shaner <laughs> thank you Dan we're so excited yeah. to have you tonight thank you so much for being here thank you for having me yeah. thanks for asking you me. have really such it. a it, just such a, a breadth of experience in the industry, so we're really excited to dive into that. I with know you. we're putting a lot of pressure. Lots on you of right pressure. Now. Like, you're a genius. <laughs> I know. Right? No one has ever done anything like you before, Dan. I mean, it's. I, I invented casting. <laughs> you so, did, yeah. right? <laughs> um, 
So you you were just saying in the in the opening questions that you actually because I thought you started out as an agent, but you started out in casting. No, no. I started in casting as an intern, like I said, uh-huh. uh, and then I think we did like thirteen episodes of a TV show. That got canceled. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> she didn't a, like my answer. There's a strange sound right. happening in the room right now. Um, <laughs> so you did 13 so did, episodes. I think we did 13 episodes of a show that got canceled. Okay. And then, so he didn't really have any work for me to do. So he, I'm trying to remember. I think he referred me to somebody else who was looking for a casting assistant and I did that for a little while and then that job ended and I needed a job so that casting director referred me to an agent who was a friend of hers Mm -hmm. who needed an assistant and he literally just interviewed me over the phone and then hired me to be his assistant Wow! he worked at an agency representing actors Mm -hmm. and so I went to work for him for about a year or so and then they promoted me and made me like a junior agent. So I worked under oh. him. I worked kind of for him still, but I also did my own thing. Um, and then I got to hire an assistant and train him and stuff, who ironically now is a big-time manager in the business. Isn't that how um, it works in this yeah. town? Totally. <laughs> um, and so I was an agent representing actors for about a year and a half or so. And I really hated it. <laughs> a lot. Um, be nice to your agents if you have one, because it's a really hard, what hard job. What did you job. hate about yeah. it? I'm not. Ironically enough, I didn't feel like I was a good salesman. Mm-hmm. And especially at the agency that I started at, it, you're like selling ice to the Eskimos. It's literally <laughs> selling something to people that they just don't want or they have too much already to choose from. And it was just very, very difficult. I liked working with the actors, but I had a hard time selling. Mm-hmm. I remember there was one casting director that I had like a really good relationship with, and she would always take my call, and she would, we would always talk and chat and be friendly and stuff, and she never would give me one appointment. And like we would literally go through my whole list every time on every project that she was cast. Oh, that's a good idea, that's a good idea. And she wouldn't give me one appointment ever. <laughs> and I was like, this, she's so nice to me. We've had a great relationship. And I never got anything out of her. So uh, it just, it's hard. It was hard. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, because I think sometimes we forget as actors that agents also are building relationships, that totally. everybody is building a relationship yeah. with each other. It was a small agency. They were not, they didn't specialize in... Their literary department was much stronger, and their acting department was kind of limping along, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they had a lot of like older folks that don't really work much anymore and that kind of thing. And so they were looking to us to bring in newer people. And the guy I was working for didn't really care about all that because he had a bunch of like older English actors that made like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he would put them... I remember, these are like great guys that still work, like John Reese Davis, who was in um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh-huh. and David Warner, a very famous English actor who still works a lot. Great, lovely guys. Patrick McNee, who was the original Avengers. Uh, and he would put these great English actors into all these like, really shitty, schlocky like movies. Because <laughs> right. they would pay these guys a lot of money, and they would come in and they'd work a week or two weeks or something, and they would pay them a shit ton of money. Excuse yeah. my language. You can, um, <laughs> and these guys would just do it. They would just do these movies like 
shitty movies yeah. one right after another. We had David Carradine too, who you guys, if you don't yeah. know who he is, but mm-hmm. um, and he was another one. He would like change his name and go do like crappy movies in Mexico. For, <laughs> you know, change his name because of because the they were like non-union union. Yeah, he would take yeah. anything. I can say this because he's passed away. God bless yeah. now, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> They were crazy. He would do literally anything if they if they paid. They, I mean, they say there's still a lot of famous actors like that that will just kind of yeah. If you pay them, paycheck. if you pay yeah. them enough money, they will literally do yeah. practically anything. So think of yeah. that, you guys, when you're casting your Don't do that. independent <laughs> films. Find those actors mm-hmm. that, if you have if you have some dollars, you can hire the famous actors that yeah. will do anything for. Um, so. So anyway, so yeah. I we, we I I was for about a year and a half or something. And I didn't like it, and I was miserable, and I went on vacation, and they fired me while I was on vacation. <laughs> nice. He literally <laughs> called me, and he was oh like, God. yeah, he's like, you know, the, my boss or whatever, the, not my the guy that hired me, but the guy that owned the agency, and he was like, you know, you've always expressed an interest in casting, and maybe you should go back and do that. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and so then I went, through a referral, I went back into casting, and I work with Jane Jenkins and Janet Hershenson, mm-hmm. who are famous cast yeah, directors very, who very virtually retired now, but they did a lot of, they did all the Rob Reiner movies, all the Ron Howard movies, all the John Hughes movies. So you trained um, under them. So I worked with really them insane. for about yeah. two years and then stayed in casting after that. And you yeah. enjoyed casting. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was much different. more my speed. And Were you nice to agents when they... <laughs> I was. Yeah, now you're you on the other you side. Had the other I was, and, you know, like you become friends with people, you yeah. know, and I still have, excuse me, I still have relationships now with people that I grew up with, which is really fun. So, like, now that I, I teach at USC and I bring guests in all the time, and I bring in, I just, I just had an agent in who I'm going to cry. I just, I love her so much. I've known her for. As long as I've been working in this business, 25, almost 30 years, oh, you know, and she's still doing it and she's still doing well. And it was great. Wow. She looks fantastic. Yeah. Great to see her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you form these relationships. Um, yeah. And so I, I love this subject because yeah, we we hear this a lot from a lot of our guests about um, the importance you know, both for just maintaining your sanity of having dear friends around you, but also for for work, because um, this business is so much, you know, it's such a kind of fluky business, um, and people don't usually get jobs in the same way. You know, I've heard so many actors say, you know, I wish it was as easy as, and this is going to sound funny, but like as like, becoming a doctor where you know like I go to medical school and then I do and then this happens and then you know and I'm, that's not to say that like every person that wants to become a doctor becomes a great doctor and, or just no, that it's easy but it's never that there's same there's no linear path right there's, there's no, no linear there's path there's no straight ahead path. so the friends are so important I yeah. think also yeah, I think what you're saying which I love too is that you you go you you start maybe in one part of the industry and then it might not work for you and you move into another part and there is I think an exploration that happens when you're LA and and any part of it for actors as well where it it, it is such a challenging industry you do have to ask yourself do I enjoy this what am yeah. I enjoying I mean when I first started I just wanted a job like I just needed to get paid basically <laughs> so I worked 
for free for about a year or so. Um, and I, I knew I wanted to do casting. That was sort of, once I left college, I kind of, I had literally an epiphany one day. I was getting ready to graduate and come back to Los Angeles. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I, I knew that I wanted to work in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. And I was watching television while I was packing up my bags and stuff. And a casting by credit came up on the screen, on the thing that I was watching. And I was like, I can do that. <laughs> I, I'm like, I know actors and I know names and faces yeah. really well. And yeah. I, I grew up in the industry and all that stuff. So I just thought that might be something. But then, you know, you come back here and I just wanted to get a job and mm-hmm. get started and get working and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think the agent thing, that was kind of a fluke. It was just, yeah, you know, the casting job that I had ended mm-hmm. and, and I needed up. to do something quickly, you know, and so. But how cool that you got to see it from that perspective for oh, it's, a, it's a little while, right? it's so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I tell actors all the time, if you have an opportunity to work either in an agency and or in a casting office, absolutely, it's the best education that you'll, you'll ever get about how the industry actually works. Um, you know, you guys are here in a conservatory and you get sort of really specific training, but you don't get a lot of sort of real world training, how things actually work. Mm-hmm. And to, to work on both sides of it, it's just... It's endlessly fascinating and it, it just really educational. Yeah, I did I that. I worked at an agency and it, yeah. it totally changed my perspective on how everything worked. It helped me to be um, a little less uh, nerve. It just it, it, the process became. I, I understood more uh, how difficult it was to even get an audition for yeah. the agent. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and it demystifies the process so much, and you start you just you start to understand how all the pieces work mm-hmm. and how they kind of fit yeah. together, and and how much we all sort of rely on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, actors always feel like the big, mean, nasty casting director yeah. is stopping you from, you know, getting in the door or whatever. And I always tell people, like, I need you even more than you need me. Yeah, you know, I want you, I want you to get the job even more than you want it because, you know, that's, I have to get my job done. Right. And so um, it's it's very interconnected and, and people really do work together despite what it might seem like, I yeah. think. I'd love to ask you about in the world of casting, because you know, I think the question that so many of us as actors have is how do you, if you don't have an agent, or if your agent doesn't have a relationship with a certain casting director, how do you, you know, without being obnoxious, make yourself known to that casting director? I mean, are there ways or? It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that's great now is something that when I started didn't exist. So now actors are creating their own content and that's how they're getting noticed and that's mm-hmm. how people are finding them. Um, and studios and networks and casting executives and even big agencies and smaller agencies spend a lot of time you know, online looking at YouTube and looking at all these uh, homemade content, looking for the new next big interesting thing mm-hmm. um, and so now there's really no reason for an actor not to be working always every day and on their own and stuff, on their own stuff mm-hmm. 
creating their own content and it's specific to you it's personal to you right mm-hmm. so the thing that you create only you could create it mm-hmm. right the story that you tell is the only you could tell it and so that's what makes it unique and special and interesting and that's what people notice mm-hmm. um, you know when I started an actor you know you would wait by the phone and hope that your agent would call you for an audition mm-hmm. and it just isn't like that anymore yeah. you know and there's a million examples of folks who are working in television and film now who started by just creating their own content if you guys are um, fans of Insecure on HBO if anybody has seen that show mm-hmm. with Issa Rae you know, she just grew up watching TV and she always thought she was a little socially awkward and she never saw herself on television. So she created this persona called Awkward Black Girl and did it, put it up on YouTube and now she's producing her own series on HBO yeah. and doing movies and whatever. And so she sort of created her own niche because she didn't see that anywhere, mm-hmm. and so she created it. And that has happened over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is mm-hmm. the, same, the same exact story. Rachel Bloom, just, you know, she was a chubby, funny girl who liked to sing and started filming her stuff and putting it on YouTube, and a producer saw it and said, hey, I want to create a series with you. And... The rest is history. So yeah, Broad City too. Broad City, yeah. Yeah, Broad Absolutely. City. And what I like about I went and went back and watched some of the first episodes of Broad City, and it's you know it it it's not obviously the professional quality that it is now. So to so don't get intimidated by seeing that kind of the product of where it is now. But it's mm. so specific to them. It's so specific. You know, it's, it's like you almost feel like they're not really acting; they're just sort of playing themselves. Yeah, they're having fun. And I don't. It, it's just it's so unique and interesting. It's such an interesting voice. You mm-hmm. know, that's why Broad City has lasted so long mm-hmm. and done so well for those guys. So Yeah. I love I love that advice about creating your own content. It's so great and it's so and it puts the power back into the actor's Absolutely. hands, which is I think a really, you know, wonderful thing to do. Would you say I mean, would you say YouTube is is that the way you'd advise or would you say like produce a play or make a short film Everything. or any of it? Everything. Yeah. So actors should be it you should be creating and working every day, every single day. You know, you the great thing is that you don't have to wait anymore to get permission to act, right? You can just go and do it yeah. and create your own material. It used to be that somebody had to hire you, right, or bring you in for an audition in order for you to get an opportunity to act, and that's yeah. that has all gone away now. Yeah. You know, you take out your phone, literally, and film something and post it anywhere. Yeah. And if it's good, and if it's clever, and you know, people will see it. Yeah. So. What you know, I just thought of something that what, something I love so much about the way that you said that. I remember once, fifteen years ago, a friend of mine that was an actor complaining and saying, "You know, it's not fair. I mean, like painters, they can just go paint, but like, what are we supposed to do?" And now you're saying, like, you're supposed to act. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. But I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like even if. No, even if nobody is paying you, that doesn't stop you right. from acting every day and get together with your friends and write a play or read a play or 
write a skit or a short and or film something, um, there's just there's no excuse. There's no reason not to do it. Yeah. And what I love about the YouTube platform is that it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It can be. I mean, that oh, there's a lot of shitty not, crap on yeah, there for it's sure. It's okay. It's really so. Start. You know, just start. Mm-hmm. You know, get it up there. Don't get stuck in perfectionism and just start creating. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to know um, when actors, when you have held auditions and you've done castings, and actors have come in. What do you? What is there something that certain actors bring into the room that kind of strike you, where you're you, you just sort of are drawn to them? And what would you, you know, say it is? I think there's a couple things. I think confidence mm-hmm. wins the day yeah. always. Yeah. Um, if you're confident in yourself and in your own skin and your ability, then I feel confident. Mm-hmm. If you feel comfortable when you walk into my room, then mm-hmm. I feel comfortable. Then you're putting me at ease and I feel mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love to see that. I love actors who have a really good sense of who they are mm-hmm. and the things that they do well. Um, professionalism, obviously, is a huge thing for me. I really, um, if I get the feeling that they don't know what they're doing or they're not prepared or you know they haven't done their homework, you know, I've had actors walk into my room and say, "Hi, and you are," you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my that's, that's your crazy. responsibility to figure out. I feel embarrassed for them. And not just now. me, but like it's your responsibility when yeah. you walk into the room to figure out who you're going to be meeting. Sure. Right? And you're given all that information. <laughs> I, give, I give you all that information before you come in to see me. And now, especially, you know, with the internet, I mean, everything is readily available. Right. I listen to me now with the internet, right? Um, <laughs> in the olden days, but um, it just everything is readily available to yeah. you. And so there's no reason for you now to walk into my room and not know who I am and what I've done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I had an actor send me a, a note once, an email, I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> and I was like, well, I've cast like 150 <laughs> different projects and thousands of hours of television so what specifically are yeah. you a fan yeah. of yeah you know so yeah um there's just anyway so well that's disingenuous actually, but, but that's a good point though because i think that, that the next question would be sort of like how do actors how would they follow up with casting directors and do you get those personal notes like you actually yeah i mean them. every every casting director is different some people like you know, personal contact. Some people don't. Some people don't mind emails. Some casting directors have specific email boxes just for actors to send stuff. Um, I worked with a business partner for a long time, and he loved going through the mail. That was his thing. Like, as soon as the mail came every day, he would, like, go through the mail. <laughs> and if it, were to me, if it were me, literally, like, it would stack up for right. weeks before I got to it. But he just loved it. And he would pull out postcards that actors had sent, and you know, actors would send a note, a thank you note. He always used to say, "Somebody raised her right," you know. Um, and he, it just that was the thing that he loved to do. Right. I did not. Um, so I think everybody op- operates differently. Um, I think the key is just don't be obnoxious about it, mm-hmm. and don't make a pest of yourself. You know. It's great to keep in contact with people. 
I feel like have something specific to tell me. Mm. You know, I'll never forget I got a postcard from an actor on vacation in Hawaii. And all I kept thinking was, well, I'm not in Hawaii, <laughs> right? Like, tell me something specific. If you're going to get in contact with me, why are you contacting me? Yeah. yeah. I'm on television tomorrow. I'm in a show. I'm in a play. I'm in a movie. I got new headshots. I have a new agent. I got a haircut, whatever. Those are all, that's a good list of things. Those, I mean. Right? That's, tell me something. That's why are you, why are you, you can reach out. <laughs> why are you reaching out to me? Mm-hmm. You know, have something specific to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind that. I mean, yeah. I, I love actors. I grew up in, a, in that industry. Yeah. And, you know, that's not the problem. It's just don't be obnoxious. Obnoxious. Yeah. It, you know? <laughs> I mean, I would think that most casting directors love actors because why else? Most do. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure not all. Some that <laughs> there are some casting directors who, like, wanted to be actors and yeah. for whatever reason. Right. I don't want to say failed, but just didn't. Yeah. And so I think there are some that kind of yeah. are holding a grudge. I know other casting directors who actually cast themselves in their projects, which I think is really gross. <laughs> um, you're, taking, you're, just, you're taking jobs away from actors, so yeah. that sucks. But um, yeah, I think most, most casting directors do. Like I said, like, I need you. I need you more than, yeah. I need you way more than you think that I do, you know? And, yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. This just occurred to me. It's not, um, uh, you know, a lot of us when we take out, when we've taken acting classes, the teachers teach you how to kind of be in the room in addition to how to, um, you know, audition and, and do the material and the the work. Um, is it? Do, do, I mean, did did you as a casting director like it if somebody walked in and was kind of like chatty with you? Were you kind of like, let's just get to the material and do it? Or did you enjo- enjoy? I think it, it totally depends on yeah. the day. Yeah. Um, you know, if I've got actors stacked up in the right. hallway, I may not have time to chat with you a lot. Mm-hmm. If it's a slower day, then maybe I do. I think you have to feel really gauge the room. If you walk in and you feel like, you know, if I if you walk in and I say, "Hey, how are you doing? What's new?" or we start chatting about your picture and your resume or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's a clue to you that I want to have a conversation mm-hmm. with you. If you walk in and I say, "Okay, so are you ready?" that that's probably right. means that I want to just get started. Yeah. Right. right. So, so I think you just have to read the room and read the energy of the person that you're meeting. Yeah. Um, and let them lead. Yeah. Right. If I if I want to have a conversation with you, you'll know it. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll start asking you some questions, or we'll chit chat, or whatever. Yeah. You know. And I think again, it just depends on what else is going on, and you know, actors. The thing that they forget sometimes is that depending on what you're working on, I worked a lot in episodic television. Mm-hmm. So my partner and I did a, a ton of episodic TV and also pilots and, and movies too, but mostly television. And casting is just like one little piece, you know, of a weekly television show. Uh, there's so many other pieces that are going on and actors forget that. So they yeah. feel like I have my 10 minutes and I'm gonna you know, use it and make it work for me, which is great. But I've also got 35 other things to do. And I've got 30 roles to cast. And I've yeah. got, you know, people calling all day long. Mm-hmm. And I've got all, all so many other things going on 
that a lot of times it's not really about you. It's just about, okay, this is the thing I have to do now from 11 to 12, right? I have to see these many people, and then I have to go do this thing, and then I have to go to a meeting, and then yeah. I have to do this. And it's like, I'm just trying to get it all done. It's not anything yeah. personal against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then other times we have more time and we can chat, chat. and talk and whatever. So I think it just depends. And some people are just not very friendly. Yeah. <laughs> some casting <laughs> so directors true. are, you know, whatever. It just... I know we're almost out of time, but I have one more I, question that I, I have to too, ask you. Do you okay, no, fine. you go, you go. No, you go. You go. <laughs> okay, <gasps> you go, Jen. Maybe we can both. Do, maybe maybe just. Both. Maybe you can just say yes or no. We can make it quick. Yes. Um, feedback. Okay. Is that annoying? Like, because yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I assumed. I I think. I, I always thought that, that, you know, I, I know, I, I have actor friends that were like, my agent won't get me feedback. And I thought, well, it Did must you get be a callback? That's your feedback. That's right. right. Did you get the job? That's your feedback. Because you can't just give feedback. Can you imagine if I read 40 <laughs> actors in a day and every one of them, or their agents, every one of them calls for feedback? Yeah. Okay. That was my assumption. Yeah. So I got my answer. Do you have your quick question? <laughs> I mean, mine is very quick, I think. Maybe not, but I just want to know if you can, because you do, because you have so much experience in every, like, different aspects. Everything. Everything. <laughs> I mean, everything. What would you say is the first thing that an actor starting their acting career in L.A. should do? Like, the first step. Oh, gosh. It's, it's a multi-pronged question. <laughs> I think it depends sort of where you are in your mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Probably the most important thing is make sure that you have your materials together, have your tools yeah. together. So, you know, you're basically a commodity for sale. You're selling yourself, right? I'm assuming most of you are interested in making a living as actors, <laughs> you know, doing it as a hobby, right? And so in order to sell yourself, you have to make sure that the tools that you're using are professional and top-notch and mm -hmm. great. And so... Uh, that would probably be the first thing is to make sure that, you know, it's a great headshot and the resume is professional and the film clips and mm -hmm. your reel and all of that stuff is is professional and looks good and you're not going to be embarrassing yourself or anybody else by showing it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it's, 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 in a way, I hate to sort of reduce it to that, but it's really like selling a product in any other market, right? If it looks shitty then yeah. you're not going to buy it, right? If you look at, if you go to a website and you see a bunch of you know grammatical errors and misspellings and bad pictures and bad graphics and you're just going to you're just going to go to the next website cuz you're going to assume right. that that product is not good. Right? right? So if I get as a casting director if I see a photo a headshot that's not good or doesn't look professional or a resume with misspellings and errors and whatever, whether I'm right or I'm wrong, I'm going to assume that you're not a good actor. Mm. You might be, but your presentation yeah. is not, right? So I'm just, I'm just a human person, and my, you know, my, my, it just turns on in my brain. Sure. I just assume that this person is not good enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect answer. So it's a, it's a sort of a human Glad I got that in. I know, me too. Um, okay, we have to squeeze in our very last question, which is, um, as you know, our podcast is about L.A., so we always ask our guests if they could share an L.A.ism, which is something about L.A. that is unique to this city or that you've noticed is maybe different than other cities or places. I don't know. I'm obsessed with avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like such a weird thing. You I love both. it, and I even like make my own at home, and I love it. But it's just such a weird, like LA, like <laughs> it just so to me typifies like LA. I was in the neighborhood the other day, um, where I was close to where I live, and very hipster neighborhood. And I went for coffee, and everyone was eating avocado toast, and I just started <laughs> laughing. I just like this is so LA, and they're all so hip, and they're all so cool, and they're all eating all avocado, avocado toast. <laughs> so random but that's perfect yeah that is a very that is a total LAism I mean if you go to Kansas City they'd be like I don't what I don't I know (laughs) so Dan thank you so much for being here this is amazing Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA, the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast on your favorite podcast app. For more information on Speak LA, go to www.ispeakla.com. My name is Camille thornton Olson, And I'm Jen Jostin. And we are the founders of Speak LA. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. See you next time.